All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Thursday, February 2nd. F it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. I'm Pat. All right, let's get to it. We have a huge weekend to preview right now. It's been it's been a little bit of time since we've had a big movie, and we've got two big movies and a big TV finale in theaters to preview this weekend. Clayton, are we going to get right into it with the one that we think is is the big one? Wait, hold on one second. I'm I'm hearing. Are you hearing that knock? Uh, oh, I'm I'm hearing a knock, and I think it's time we answer the knock at the cabin. Wow, the acting was so good that I got scared that we were having some sort of audio issue that I was going to have to take care of editing this later. But instead, no, we get to just slide right into a movie that we've been anticipating. And we have to see if wider audiences are Mm -hmm. anticipating it. Of course, we're talking about M. Night Shyamalan's Dave Bautista starer, A Knock at the Cabin Door. Yes, which I think is just Knock at the Cabin. I think knock that is the at title. The, cabin. the title right. of the film knock is Knock at, at the, the Cabin. cabin. Right. It, your mind immediately fills it in with door at the end because you yes. assume they're not knocking on the window. They're not knocking on the wall. They're not up on the roof knocking. They're knocking at the door. Yes. But the movie is officially called Knock at the Cabin. That was my I Just Want to Dance with Somebody. Yes, exactly. That this is your mind fills in the blanks, but this is it. This is a big one. It's a new M. Night Shyamalan. It's Dave Bautista's, I would say, his first real uh, uh, shot as a lead in a theatrically released movie. You know, he yes. had My Spy was going to be that first shot. Pandemic happened. That went to Amazon. You know, he's had stuff like Bushwick, Two-Handers, but that's a very small indie release from years ago. This is Dave Bautista, leading man, big Universal Studio release, working with an auteur, you know, above the title director in M. Night Shyamalan. It's it's a big one. It's a big yes. one. And I, I feel like, are we too high on this film? Are we high on our own supply here? Well, it depends on what we're talking about here. Uh, I mean, money-wise... Box Office Pro is saying anywhere from 18 to 27. All so right. unless you were going higher than that, I don't think we're too high. So let's let's break that down a little bit. I brought up some comps, which are basically the last few M. Night Shyamalan's. It's taking out Glass. I think Glass is a movie that is not even worth discussing in the context here because Glass was a sequel to an IP. You know, yeah. it was a sequel to Unbreakable. It was a larger scale sort of feeling. Yeah, a built-in audience. But I think the movies to compare this to are M. Night's other three movies, aside from Glass's recent ones, The Visit, which was sort of his comeback film back in 2015. Then you've got Split in 2017. And Old, which was his 2021 sort of like post-vaccine summer release that year so yeah so i I mean the the one that feels the most like uh, that we can compare to i do Mm -hmm. feel like is old okay okay just because i do i feel like the you with with um 
What was the one that you mentioned? The uh, split. There's the, there's the visit and split. Split is was such a incredibly catchy premise. It's the and also thing. It did after the first weekend to get that bump from being connected to the old unit to that uh, unbreakable universe. So, yeah. cabin knock at the cabin is a standalone that we know of. Right sort of thriller with an interesting premise that we don't necessarily know where it's going to go. Right. And the visit is that and old is that I would take yeah. split out of that equation okay. for comps. So split's gone. We're eliminating split from the, from the comp situation. I feel yeah. like it's a game. It's a game show when we've eliminated split. Yes. All right. So then we're focusing on old and the visit. So old opened at 16, million dollars it opened mm-hmm. at 16.8 so almost 17 million dollars in july 2021 yes and i think that is a little low as a comp for this movie because yes it was a summer movie but it was that 2021 summer when we're just starting to come out of the pandemic movie theaters are opened but people aren't fully going yet Yes. At that point. So, you know, old is a movie that I think a year later, you know, if that movie comes out in late July or August of 2022, it probably opens, you know, almost double what it did. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think Knock at the Cabin Door is going to be higher than old. It, it would be a huge disappointment if it is an old territory opening. Well, weekend. the other thing too is that we've got Dave Batista, who yeah. is a name. Yes. He's an emerging star. I mean, uh, Glass Onion, of course, got that horrible aborted release by Netflix oh. over Thanksgiving, which still leaves a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. But he got a lot of good buzz for his performance on in that film and people saw it in the theater and then they saw it on Netflix. So he's got buzz there. Of course, that guardians trailer guardians three, the last one, he had a great show piece at the end of that trailer. He's got Dune two coming up. He's in the zeitgeist. I've seen a lot of articles profiles on this man running up to this release. And so Batista himself, that fan base Mm -hmm. and the people who also are doubters, who want to see, can this wrestler be a dramatic actor? There's right. doubters who are going to sit down and plunk down their money for a ticket right? and buy popcorn and buy pretzel bits and buy right. fruits right. to sit there and be proved right or proved wrong. Yes. And so that's why I do think that conservatively, this thing is going to have to make over $20 million on the low end. Right, right. I mean, so the other movie we're using as a comp is M. Night Shyamalan's The Visit, 2015. Again, that was sort of his comeback out of the wilderness of, you know, the happening and uh, 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 After Earth and like his nadir. Oh, and, and a- this- Avatar, the the water, that one. What was that one? Not- oh, the uh, Last Airbender. Last Airbender, sorry. Yes, yes. So... So 2015, that movie comes out, and it makes $25 million opening weekend. And it's That's an early huge. September weekend. So, again, I think Knock at the Cabin Door will do more than The Visit, you know? Because if you think back to The Visit, that was M. Night Shyamalan's name 
I think meant less than it does now. Even though he always is going to have his haters, I think people have come around to he's a solid genre, you know, craftsman. And I think this movie, again, has bigger stars than The Visit did. So Yeah. I think 2015 was a different time, definitely. I mean, there was there were more moviegoers. I mean, there just were. I'm not saying that we aren't getting back to a place where we are going to be at full capacity when it comes to people going to the movies. I do think there's still, like, comping something to 2015, that is like, feels like eons ago. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think, listen, we're here every week. And we're seeing stuff make money that you wouldn't have thought. You know, there yeah. are – the people want to go to the movie. The The problem hasn't been the people. It's been the product. And this weekend, they've got the product. So I, I don't think it's off to comp this movie to The Visit. And it feels like this should do more than The Visit. I think it's got more buzz than the visit did at that time. The visit definitely that twenty five million felt like a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Whereas knock at the cabin door making twenty five million would feel like business as usual based on how aware people are of this movie. I mean, something to keep in mind, and this is something that the great Scott Mendelson always says is, you get movies that get a big boost from having a trailer connected to the right movie. Yes. You know, he always points to Elvis this past June uh, benefited greatly from having its trailer play constantly in front of Maverick. And I think Knock at the Cabin is going to get a lot of benefit from having its trailer play in front of Megan this last month. Well, it, it, it does feel like, okay, what's the next fun thriller? Although Megan really was skewing towards younger women right this seems to be skewing towards younger men but it doesn't necessarily mean that that is going to be less people going to this right right? Right. do you see this opening close to megan i think that this could get could sniff 30 i think there's that chance Sniff 30 you know i think it's gonna it's going to get past the visits 25. Okay. And I feel like 28, 29 is doable and 30 would be fantastic. But I I feel like sniffing 30 is going to be the headline coming out of this, this, this opening weekend for knock at the cabin. Now. So box office pro is saying that it's going to be number one and it's going to make 23.2. That's what they're saying. You're saying 28 or 29? I think it could, I think sniffing 30. Yeah. I think okay. the knock sniffs 30 this weekend. I have a good, and I have a good feeling that this is going to make 27. Okay. So I just also, feel like it's going to be the high range of the tracking. Right. Uh, I think, like you said, the audience is there. It's. It, uh, I don't see it getting to 30 because I just don't see. I don't see it being as widespread as Megan was. Right. But I mean, being off by 3 million is not anything to like sneeze at. And I do think this movie is going to have legs because right now I don't believe reviews are out for it. Uh, I don't think officially reviews are out. I think you're starting to see reviewers sort of leak their opinions in, you know, tweets. 
Yeah, but I, I I don't think of uh I don't think Rotten Tomatoes has a as a uh, a roster of reviews up as of yet. I mean, I think that there's goodwill for Batista. Mm-hmm. There is better will than there had been years ago for M Night Shyamalan. It is based off of a novel, so there are just going to be fans of the novel that are going to be interested. It is sort of IP. Mm-hmm. And again, I think the trailer playing before Megan is going to help. Now, so. okay, so I'm looking at Rotten Tomatoes. It does look like there is a score. It's 71%. Okay. Which I think is probably pretty good. I mean, obviously, it's not like his Sixth Sense type of right, right, you know, right. thing, but Old was at 50 Right. And old you did know? 16 million in, you know, the pandemic sort of throwaway summer. So 70% is going to give some people an idea of like, okay, right. This could be something. I'm going to take a flyer on this. Right. Right. So I, I think we're in around the same ballpark. I'm, I'm slightly higher on, mm-hmm. on the exact dollar amount, but I think we're both sort of in that sniffing ballpark, the sniffing 30. Yes. I think, uh, I do think that this is a movie like old, which is going to, you know, do, do well. It's not going to like break the bank in the opening, but I think people are going to come to this movie when they come and it is going to have some good legs. Yeah. Well, we'll follow that. So we're thinking that movie sniffs 30 does 80 for Brady sniff 80. Do you uh, okay. see an $80 million opening weekend for 80 for Brady? I'm going to go 100 for Brady uh, because he just retired. He's in the okay. news. Now, um, this is a movie that completely flummoxes me. Uh, and people are bullish on this movie. It, uh, Box Office Pro is saying from 13 to 19 million. And I, I, I mean, I get it's not aimed for us, even though we were big book club fans. Well, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's the that is the reason for anyone who's bullish to be bullish on this movie is the book mm-hmm. club factor. So, I mean, 80 for Brady is a football comedy starring uh, elder states women of, of comedy. You got Sally Field. You've got Lily Tomlin. You've got uh, Rita Moreno is in this. Yes. And you've got uh, Jane Fonda. Mm -hmm. So here's the thing. The first time we saw this trailer, we were all at a film together, myself, yourself, several friends of the show. And this trailer came on and both I and one of the other people we were with watched I would say 70% of the 80 for Brady trailer confusingly thinking we were watching a book club two trailer. Like we got pretty far into this trailer forgetting that, Oh wait, it wasn't Sally field. It was Candace Bergen. Oh, it wasn't Lily Tomlin. It was Mary Steenburgen, you know, like, Oh, right. Rita Moreno. And we I think we both thought Rita Moreno was added to the group for Book mm-hmm. Club 2. And then, of course, Jane Fonda. That's the main reason we were like, oh, this is the weird road they're taking on a Book Club sequel. And then it wasn't until the very end that we finally accepted this is a completely different movie that doesn't take place in the Book Club-averse. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you were also thrown off by the fact that one of them does write Gronk, uh, like erotic fiction. Yes, and that is how the trailer starts, and I do not think that is a coincidence. I think right from the start, by having a book joke open the trailer, the makers of 80 for Brady are trying to get audiences to, if not totally think this is Book Club 2, to at least be incepted into feeling like they want to see this because of book club. Well, you know, that f- is the plan. You're a fan of scams. It's a great scam. It's a great Flim misdirect. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you sh- you should be happy that you were snookered by that. Oh, of, co- of course. Of course. Now, here's... Okay, so book club opened to 13. Mm-hmm. And this was in May of 2018. 18, wow. Yeah. So here's my thing about 80 for Brady that is my downsides here. Why this movie may not do that sort of opening. Brady has just retired Mm -hmm. at his lowest ebb. Yes. He's not a family man anymore. Nope. He's doing weird plastic surgery stuff. Yep. Listen, hey, I'm going to be doing weird plastic surgery stuff. So I'm not putting a... I'm not putting like a value judgment on that. No, no. I'm just saying that there are people who will not like the way I look when I do my weird plastic surgery. Oh. And when my hair plugs are down to my eyebrows, they're going to think I look like a freak. Oh, we're going to hear it from the wannabe O boys, the wannabe O girls, the wannabe O people. People. They're all going to say, what has B.O. Boy Clayton done to himself? What did he do to his face? Yeah. Yes. I don't know if I could take his box office analyst uh, analysis seriously anymore. Yeah. But we don't have that kind of money yet. So we have not done that plastic surgery. Tom Brady is obviously he's he's achieved that level where he could do that to his face. Yeah. He's not on the Patriots anymore. So I know this happens in the past. Right. Yes. The other thing, though, that we always uh, we never forget is New Yorkers. And I, but I think the rest of the country kind of forgets until they're uh, offered a movie about the Boston area, the New England area. Mm-hmm. People don't like Boston. People don't like New England. Right. I mean, people hate New York, but they hate New York because they want to live there. Nobody's like, I hate Boston because I want to live there. There and is so- a history of... Boston sports team based movies that bomb at the box office. I mean, if you go back at Celtic Pride, mm-hmm. right? The famously uh, uh, written by Colin Quinn, Celtic Pride, 1996. That movie made a total of $9 million domestic. Then you've yes. got, let's look up Fever Pitch, which was the, 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 uh, the Boston Red Sox, Jimmy Fallon, Fairly Brothers, Fairly Brothers, Drew Cel- Barrymore, America's Sweetheart, and that is at the height of Red Sox quote unquote mania. You know they broke the curse and all that. That movie opened to twelve and a half million dollars in two thousand five, but that is kind of near the height of the Fairly Brothers. You know it's it's only a few movies removed from their big run. Mm-hmm. And that movie in the end, bomb. That only got out to like forty-two million in two thousand five. So that was a bomb. And, and then you've got the you know the Boston Marathon 
bombing I, I, movie. That, I'm sorry. That was just what I was going to mention. I mean, it. I'm not making light of that situation. No, no. Right? Patriot's Day, the film, mm-hmm. was a bomb. What? Yes. It, yes. And, and it was a movie that was about a horrible tragedy that happened to a community and a city that the, you know the filmmakers put a lot of live into it. it was Mark Wahlberg and I think it was Peter Berg the Bergs yeah. uh, they put out this movie about Boston Strong Boston Pride and people were like listen we feel bad for you but we don't want to be in Boston for any reason yes yes yeah it, it is true these Boston these celebrate Boston movies bomb i mean obviously there are movies like the town mm-hmm. and you know a movie like that did, did great business probably did what 80 million domestic or so but those are movies or the fighter you know that yeah. did over 100 million dollars domestic when it came out but those are movies that are hey look at these scumbags and i say that with love you know of course oh yeah but look at this scum of the earth boston and that is what audiences want to see. The Departed, you know, a movie that, again, everyone in Boston is either a criminal or a cop who is a crooked cop and a criminal. You mm-hmm. know, that that's what people want to see out of Boston. They don't want to see these celebrate Boston heroes movies. Yeah. And that is what I mean, Brady's in the title. So if yes. you don't like Boston and you don't want to celebrate it. 80 for Brady is going to be a turnoff. And apparently that is most of the movie going audience falls into that camp. Yeah. I just don't know. This isn't like Jordan at his height. Right. This is not right. space jam. This isn't space jam. So uh, it's that that's, you know, and, and Lily Tomlin is not a uh, bugs bunny, but I will say Jane Fonda, Lily Tomlin, they do have a very big Netflix show that was very popular with a certain demographic. And right. it might be, hey, these two women we love together right. are on screen together. And I believe uh, what Grace and Frankie was the show. And I do believe yes. it, it is over. So maybe they're like, hey, we want a little Grace and Frankie. We need to go to the theater to see it. Let's right. do it. I mean, I think it is... The perfect slot for it, it's that weekend between the playoffs and the Super Bowl. This is when you release this movie. So this is the 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 window is correct. This yeah. window is where it's going to get its best shot. I just don't know how many people are going to want to see this movie. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, last thing I'll say on this when you compare it to Book Club. Book Club, it's targeted at older women. And it's a movie about older women reading books. Yes. And being in a book club. A thing that that audience probably could relate to more so. And listen, everyone loves football. It's the only thing that props up network television. But I think book clubs are just more popular with the fan base that this is going for. I don't know how many older women really do want to see a football movie. You know, if this was... Uh, who are the old men now? If Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau were still alive and, and you know, uh, Robert Urich, I don't know, other famous old men, Peter Falk, and it's 80 for Brady with these four old men and they're all trying to meet Brady, 
I think then the old man audience is more apt to, oh, it's got my old men and it's got football. Let's do it. You know, not well, not to to be so down uh, the middle on gender lines. Obviously, everyone likes everything, but I I don't think football is going to resonate as much as book clubs did with this audience. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, this is doing pretty well social media wise for the age of the actresses in it. It is having stronger engagement than movies like Death on the Nile, Downton Abbey, A New Era, and Ticket to Paradise. And they're doing a lot of things like BFF night, you know, ladies night. They're they're wanting people to go with friends. That's going to be the this that's going to be what this movie will succeed or fail on is can somebody who is in that demo, an older female demo, get three other women to come with them? Yeah. Can they get their husband and another woman and their husband? Not to be binary, but you know, can they get those people to come out together? Right? Right, right, right. That's the thing. This has to be. This is not a one ticket for eighty for Brady. This is a four tickets for right. eighty for Brady. We right. are those women, and even if we don't care about Brady, we love to hang out. So we want to see old ladies hanging out. Yeah, I mean, I do older wonder... ladies. My apologies, older women. Yeah, I do wonder though if. They'll just wait a couple of weeks and say, you know what? We're all going to party together when we go see Magic Mike's Last Dance. Uh, that I I think the age group for 80 for Brady is older than Magic Mike's Last Dance. Oh, but I think those same women are going to, you give them a taste test. They're going to pick Channing Tatum over Tom Brady. But you know, Pat, that's, why can't they do both? They can do, they both. Could do both. They can they make could, it a habit. They could make it totally. I agree. I guess I guess we're both a little. I'm not. Listen, the cast, Lily Tomlin and Rita Moreno and Jane Fonda, they're all legends. Sally Field's got an Oscar. We love her. We really love her. Yes. We like her. We really like her. We don't love her. But they're great. I just don't know if Tom Brady will be the the impetus for these groups of uh, of women and and their friends to go out to the movie theater because he's the one that that you've got to want to see. You've got to want to see. Ooh, I I I, 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 I I I'm in the same boat as these ladies. We got to get us some Brady. It, maybe and maybe not. Like in book club. Uh, Fifty Shades of Grey is the book, and it's kind of just a excuse. It to is but get the, them together. But the movie is called Eighty for Brady. You know, it's, yeah, it's hard to be on the side of these characters if you can't even understand why they're. Why they're I going think crazy a better title at this point would be Super Old at the Super Bowl. Yes. 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 And it can still be about Brady, but Brady has bad connotations. I think he leaves a, a bitter taste in a lot of people's mouths at this point. Now, tracking is from from 13 to 19, and Box Office Pro is saying 15.6. They're being very bullish on this. I'm le- Listen, I'm going 11. 11. I don't think this hits the book club number. 
I don't think this hits the book club number. I think this you is, don't think so. You don't think it makes thirteen, which would be book club. Yeah, I think it's eleven. So we'll see. We'll see. We got one more big new release that we got a preview here, and that is the season finale of the new season of The Chosen. Oh yeah, so this is. The Chosen, what season is this we're in? We're in season, season three. three. So back uh, in November, it was November 18th, the uh, the folks behind the show The Chosen released Chosen season three, episodes one and two in movie theaters. It played for three weeks. It had 2,000 theaters uh, the opening weekend. And it opened that weekend at $8.7 million for episodes one and two of season three of this religious show, The Chosen. And mm-hmm. now they're putting the season finale in movie theaters. So, Clayton, what do you think is more appealing? Do you think that going to see episodes one and two of the new season is more appealing than seeing the season finale? Or do you think the season finale of the show is actually going to be a bigger draw? I, I think, I think a finale is a big event, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't talk about episode one and two of the Sopranos. They talk about the Sopranos finale, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I think that this is probably going to do a little bit better than the first. I think people who missed out on seeing the first two episodes on a big screen are going to say, hey, I can't miss out on the last episode Mm -hmm. being on the big screen. So I think this is going to be a tick upward. So here, here is, I think, where we have a hard time being able to make an accurate prediction is we do not watch this show. You know, no. we we don't watch a lot of television in general, but even amongst the TV we both do watch, we have not made time for the chosen season three. No. And it really does depend on how season three of the chosen has been, because is this a great season of the chosen? You know, if it is, then the momentum has grown since they put episodes one and two in theaters in November. But yeah, is this kind of a dud of a season? You know, is this a season where the chosen fans are saying they jumped the shark, they jumped the cross, you know, whatever it is that the their snarky TV lingo amongst religious uh, fans. Is that that kind of season? Or is this maybe, you know, the Seinfeld season four of the chosen? Is this the great season? And when you think about season four of Seinfeld, season one was only, what, eight episodes? So it was basically season three. Yeah, yeah. So Season I mean, four is, was basically season three. Is is this that, you know, the high watermark of the series? And we don't know that. And, and you know, the ratings for this show are not very readily available, unfortunately. So I, I, I really can't tell you whether this is a big rating season for the chosen um so it, it, it is hard to say whether this season has a lot of momentum or if fans of the tv show are disappointed with it so far i mean i would say quality does play a part but i think more importantly it is firmly more in the zeitgeist than it's ever been okay 
I think that's important, is that The Chosen has taken a place in the zeitgeist that it didn't have in season one and two. Mm-hmm. Because of these releases Because of, of the these releases. The because, theaters. listen, if we know about it, and listen, we're very informed, but there's got to be other people who know about it because they look at the top five and they see, what is this thing? Right. Right? And so I do think that culturally, as as much as you can say this has permeated the culture, I do think it is, I don't know if this is its high watermark and this is its apex, but it's definitely reaching a peak of people knowing it exists. And I think, therefore, this is going to do very well. I'm looking at $11 million for this. Wow. I mean, I guess let's get into then our, our predictions because- the chosen season three season finale could be in contention with 80 for Brady. You know, I mean, it's they're they're closer than one would think. I mean, it, it could also do better than Avatar. It could do better. Oh, than this weekend of Avatar. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Well, not not all in, obviously. Right, right. Um, I mean, let's get into it then. Clayton, you're you're coming in hot with your chosen season three se- uh, season finale prediction. So do you want to give a predicted top five for this weekend? I think knock at the cabin door number one. Yes. Slam I'm saying 27. Okay. Number two. You know what? I, I'm not going to count out Avatar. I do think Avatar is going to be number two. Okay. And I think 80 for Brady is going to be number three. Then Chosen, season three finale. And then number five, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, still dropping like the slowest rock you could ever drop. So if you think Avatar Way of Water is coming in two ahead of, did you say 80 for Brady was three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then what do you think those are making? Because Avatar made 15.9 last weekend. So do you think Avatar is making around 12 or 13? I think it makes around 11 okay. or 12. I think it makes around 12. I think 80 for Brady makes around 11. Okay. And I think it's a squeaker with The Chosen. I think we're going to be talking about can The Chosen overtake 80 for Brady? I mean – then I, I'm pretty much in the same boat. I mean, slam doink, knock of the cabin. I think it makes 28 or 29. It's sniffing 30. Number two. Yeah, if if we're going with Avatar Way of Water 2, then that probably makes 12. And you know what? I'm going low on 80 for Brady. Number three is the chosen season three. Uh, uh, finale number four is 80 for Brady. Okay. And you know what? Number four, Puss in Boots, Last Wish. Number five is 80 for Brady. I think 80 for Brady Whoa. is tanking. I think it's tanking. Oh, it's a tank. Oh, you think it's, see, I don't think it tanks. I think it comes in number five. I think there's a chance it does 9 million. All right. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's tracking really well and people are bullish on it. So I don't I, I I don't know if it's gonna necessarily tank. We're gonna but yeah it'll be interesting. I, I'm going full tank. I'm going full wow. tank on this one. All righty. Well, Pat, I mean, I think we did it for oh, this weekend. We definitely up. did it. 
Um, and listen, for those of you who on our last episode, we teased that we might have Jeff Bach of Exhibit Relations Co. Things come up. He mm-hmm. had a story to investigate. Hot tip, hot lead. He had to get on the streets, get on the beat. So he couldn't make it this episode, but very soon he will be on. And you know what? Instead of teasing it next time, you're just going to turn on an episode of the B.O. Boys and he's going to be there. Yeah. And it'll be a nice surprise. So I think it'll that's be better. Up. Yeah. Coming up. So, but do follow Jeff Bach, Exhibit Relations Co. on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at the B.O. Boys Pod. Want to be O intern Christopher is killing it there with the clips and all that. So follow us on social. Subscribe on YouTube. Smash. We're pointing down for those of you watching on YouTube. Smash that like button. Smash that subscribe button. Yeah. Smash, smash, smash. And subscribe. Uh, give us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Very yes. important to help get the word out about the show. Five stars. Leave a review. We'll read the review. But the five stars is really all that matters. And uh, listen to me on another podcast I co-host called The Show Me the Money. It's on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Myself and Nick Turner, former box office comedy star from the summer of 2020. We are breaking down the road to the Academy Awards and who you should bet on, who you shouldn't bet on. And uh, it's great for movie fans, gambling gambling addicts, and everyone in between. So the show yes. me the money. And if you have a gambling problem in New York, one eight seven eight hope and why That is 1-878-HOPE-NY. And if you are listening to Pat and Nick's show, you should give them a ring. Yes, definitely. Yeah. They're there for you, I guess. Or, yeah. We or never, I've never called them. I haven't called either. Pat, I think we did it. Yes. There's nothing left to say. No. Except, until next time. We'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it.